Tim's News Explosion. 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 Welcome to Tim's News Explosion. Back on Monday, the 27th of November, 2023. Apologies, I am running about 15 minutes late. As you, well, it's better than running two days late. And that is that you'll recall that is because my camera capture card uh, decided to not work. So I had to use my MacBook Pro, dig that up, but it is extremely, extremely slow. As you saw there, I finally got it in a position to go live. You can all hear me and I can see your comments. Thank you everyone so much for waiting. Let's hope that I can get through this whole stream without uh, my, my internet is fine now. As you know, there's been times where I've been robotic and haven't it's all cut out the sound uh, but if it goes a bit funny tonight uh, that is because there is uh, there is cpu capacity on this macbook so so i last summer i upgraded to one of the new mac studios but ever since a software upgrade i can't get my camera capture card to use the so the inbuilt camera display that you're seeing you can see me uh, but it is extremely slow when i could because i have all my usual news articles and videos to share but it's overloading the, C the cpu so just bear with me hello to everyone in the live chat hello lady of shallot hello naughty design hello linda hunter andy nolch peak aussie man and for those who say that uh, I <laughs> on the beers again, no, that is fake news. So I've I've run out because there's been a rush on the the hard solos now uh, since they're 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 going out of stock. So we are live on the Wilmstrand YouTube Odyssey and Rumble channels. It is nine p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where things are still the same we're still living under the same socialist left labor government uh, but the boys are back in town in the netherlands and new zealand so my former trad tasman talk co-host dewey Jabor, he will be ecstatic as a new zealander of dutch heritage obviously we had last last week uh, the huge news out of Argentina with the election of Javier Millet as the first libertarian president of any nation. And he is already abolishing one government department, the, the, the Department of Gender Equity. I can't remember the full name, but it's something ridiculous like that. Then uh, we on Thursday, uh, there was the Dutch parliamentary elections for 150 seats of their House of Representatives. They used a 
proportional representation system. And longtime Dutch MP, the leader of the Party for Freedom Party, Gert Wilders, his party won the most amount of seats, 37 out of 150. That's a, a quarter, uh, which they had a net gain of a 20, an astonishing result. And Gert Wilders, he is known uh, throughout, uh, not just throughout the Netherlands, but the Western world as a, as a critic of Islam. This was his book he published uh, 10 years ago with uh, Regnery Publishing, Mark for Death, Islam's War Against the West and Me. Now, he views Islam as a totalitarian ideology like communism or fascism. And he said, he's said, the more Islam you have in a society, the less freedom that you have. He's also in favor of repatriation of Muslim migrants who don't assimilate. He's basically a, when it it comes down to it, an old school Dutch liberal Democrat. The Dutch have been known for years as the the, the tolerant nation, uh, but how can you uh, tolerate the intolerant uh, people who, well, they've Islamists assassinated in 2002, uh, a Dutch politician, Pim uh, Voikum, uh, by a leftist, uh, Volat van der Graaf, uh, who, who opposed him, in his words, scapegoating Muslims. And then film director Theo van Gogh was murdered by a Dutch Moroccan Islamist, uh, Mohammed uh, Boyeren. This was over van Gogh short film submission part one written by uh islamic uh apostate somali uh ian hersey ali who was a member of uh, the dutch parliament with gert wilders for a little while she's now an american now now unlike uh millet and trump uh gert wilders is a career politician he has been in the dutch house of representatives uh since 2000 oh sorry since 1998 uh, he formed the party for freedom in 2002 uh so he has uh, so he he has been in the parliament uh, he, it's been a hard slog uh, with obviously being labelled by the Dutch media and in the international media far right because of the political assassinations. He's had to live with 24-7 security, live in safe houses. Now, he's fluent in English, unlike Mele, who only speaks his native Spanish. He is he is extremely uh, succinct. I went to see him uh, when uh, when he toured Australia uh, back in uh, twenty twelve. I think I think it was uh, when he was invited by the Q Society, and he knew was uh, which was founded by Debbie Robinson, who later founded the Australian Liberty Alliance. And Gert Wilders was invited to launch the Australian Liberty Alliance in twenty sixteen. I remember that day vividly. It was like a US president come come to town. I saw a hundred Victoria police officers march march past me. Uh, there, uh, 
when he came in, uh, it, Debbie Robinson didn't even know that he was about to come on and nobody was allowed to go near him. There was all these Dutch, uh, you could call them uh, secret service agents there. Uh, to their credit, because he's an elected politician, they've taken his security very seriously. Now, as I said, he's been attacked as being uh, far right. Uh, they've falsely accused him of wanting to ban the Quran. He has been misinterpreted. He said that if you're going to ban a book such as Mein Kampf, you should also ban the Quran as well. But uh, even somebody like him, as as composed as he is, uh, when the results came in, uh, he's in his 60s now, Gert Wilders, uh, he was elated. So this is a such a exhilarating result, and now it doesn't mean that uh, Gert Wilders will be prime minister because, in a proportional representation parliamentary system, uh, he has to cobble cobble together a seventy six seventy six seat majority government. So there has to be a enough other parties who are willing to work with him. And remember, he's been a, a pariah of Dutch politics. Uh, there is a, another, a, another nationalist party that, uh, that has uh, been elected. Uh, uh, so that is the, it, it is called the Forum for Democracy, led by uh, Harry uh, Bordat who was attacked uh, during the campaign. He was attacked with a bottle at a, at a cafe a few days uh, before the election forum for democracy. Uh, so that is known by the acronym, the FVD. So they got three seats. And now the party of the outgoing uh, prime minister, the People's Party for Freedom and Democracy of the 13-year prime minister, uh, Mark Rutte, they have refused to uh, form a government with Gert Wilders, so they might try to uh, gang up on him and uh, deny him the prime ministership. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, but uh, this, it's been attributed his victory uh, to uh, the prevalence of the the pro-Palestinian marches uh, in major cities across Europe. Uh, that basically, given and what uh, Hamas's attack entailed, uh, I think it snapped a lot of Dutch people's. Well, given that it was that it was uh, six months before, six weeks before the campaign, it snapped a lot of Dutch people out of a trance, and they voted for him in in the moment. So, certainly, he was the right man for the for the moment, albeit uh, after horrific terrorist attack. Paleoconservative Australian says Wilders loves Israel, though. Well, so what? I heard he's married to a Jew. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sick of, sick of uh, some people uh, dismissing uh, victories for nationalists and uh, for 
traditionalists because uh, they happen to support Israel. As long as they don't write checks, uh, government checks uh, to the uh, to uh, the government of Israel, and don't uh, don't support endless wars, then it's a that's their personal opinion. And uh, Gert Wilders, he. He, he has been invited to the United States a, as a guest of uh, Pamela uh, Geller, uh, who is a who is a Jewish woman, uh, who, and uh, she works alongside Robin uh, Robert Spencer, who founder of uh, Stop the Is Islamization of America. So certainly, it does. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I don't care if uh, the supporters of nas if nationalists are backed by uh, Jews or Anglo's or other uh, it's other uh, other aspects of traditional uh, society. If they want to keep the country uh, as uh, free and as it uh, and safe and under a central culture. Uh, then I am I'm happy with that. Now let's go over to New Zealand, uh, where they uh, have a new prime minister and a new coalition government. Uh, Chris Luxon of the National Party was sworn in as prime minister today. At the end of last week, he finalised a three-party coalition agreement with. David Seymour of the Libertarian Act Party, although David Seymour is no anarcho-capitalist, he's more a classical uh, liberal small government person, and Winston Peters of New Zealand First. Now, Winston Peters and David Seymour uh, will take turns uh, being Deputy Prime Minister. Uh, so Winston Peters, he'll be a Foreign Minister and Deputy Prime Minister until uh, the 31st of May uh, 2025, and then David Seymour will be the Prime Minister. And in the three-week negotiations, with the, when the coalition agreement was released, it was clear uh, that Winston Peters, uh, he pretty much got everything that he demanded of a coalition government. Now, can Winston Peters, has he redeemed himself for, for making Jacinta Ardern a prime minister in 2017, albeit uh, he wasn't in the parliament during uh, Jacinta Ardern's second term? That was a, a majority Labour government, the first, first uh, majority single party government in New Zealand's 30-year uh, history uh, with mixed member proportionate, so it was quite unusual, and that's when Jacinta Ardern uh, went further to the left uh, with uh, co-governance and also uh, by banning uh, smoking for the next generation. Both of those are being rolled back, uh, so the, uh, the new government is uh, abolishing the, the nanny state regulations also a uh, david seymour uh, one of his uh, uh, one of his victories was allowing the sale of cold cold medication containing pseudoephedrine 
because it, it was discovered that it had no effect on banning that off the shelf, had no effect on local meth production. Uh, so that's back. Also, uh, Winston Peters, he managed to get, uh, as well as a, a rollback of co-governance, abolishing the Maori Health Authority, and also New Zealand is not going to become Aotearoa, and all government's departments ha uh, have to communicate in English, only Maori-specific uh, uh, departments are able to, uh, uh, are able to publish in Maori. Now, of course, uh, Winston Peters is half Maori himself. David Seymour claims to be Maori, but uh, he is uh, he, he is pretty white. So you could say it's a it's a coalition of uh, two and a half white men. New Zealand's going to get a white boy summer. And in case uh, in case uh, Winston Peters, you didn't think that he had uh, earned uh, redemption. Uh, here's some highlights of him taking on. Uh, the far left uh, New Zealand media, who uh, are, who have uh, have intensified their 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 crying into their wheat beaks. Thank you very much, Prime Minister and David. Uh, congratulations and um, thanks for the chance to form a government that's desperately needed in this country at a time when so many issues were at an inflection point. We had to succeed, and we have. The second thing is these were seriously long, difficult and complicated talks, <laughs> arduous in the extreme, and we expected nothing less because that's the nature of life itself, where we are as a country. So thank you for that. The other thing is that uh, everything we want to say from New Zealand's first point of view is in our coalition agreement. We went to the wire for our people in the same way that David Seymour did for his and Mr Luxon did for his as well, <laughs> and that's the nature of these coalition talks. Please understand it was under three weeks. Please do not be mathematical morons and keep on saying it's 40 days, because if we'd have started the coalition talks on election day, you'd have been arguing, wait, wait until the special votes are counted. Now, please tell the New Zealand people for the first time in 30 years how it works and that we took five months less, took five months less than Germany took in 2017. And don't argue about it. There's not a competition here. You want to argue with me, you should have been there before the election. Maybe I'd have got more votes. All right, all right. Okay. So back to the point here. <laughs> Everything is in the coalition agreement that we wanted. It speaks for itself. Yeah. And uh, we, in New Zealand First, for our part, know that there's going to be a much, much better government. Yeah. So thank you very much. Appreciate it, Winston. <clears throat> thank you for those remarks. And in case he he wasn't uh, pointed enough at uh, the mistruths and lies uh, spun by the media, uh, he was more direct with one uh, particular journalist, calling it calling her out on her biased reporting. I'm looking forward to working with both of them, uh, and I think that's respectful. I think Can I just say this is no longer Jessica, Jessica, Toba, Toba, right? We're going to have a balanced media from here on in. And so I want everybody to get a fair question here, just not, just not two of you. We're not co-deputies. No. Get right for a start. There is one deputy What's prime minister at a point in time. The, the role is shared and broken out at the 18-month mark, okay. halfway through the term. No, we're not sharing it either. I'm taking the first 18 months and David's taking the second 18 months. Okay, right. Right? Okay. Beg your pardon. Look, 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 please don't start off this government with your antagonistic attitude. You've lost. <laughs> you lost. Right? Listen, 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 
No, we don't answer, we don't answer stupid questions. We've shaken hands here to be capable of earning trust. Please understand what real life looks like for adults. We've shaken hands on the commitment to make this government work because this country desperately needs it. Make no bones about it. Well, it's not a stupid question because, David Seymour, you called him the most untrustworthy politician in New Zealand. I trust all ministers in our cabinet. That's how cabinet collective responsibility works, and that's how I'll operate. In 2017, you said that when you announced that you would go into coalition with the Labour Party, that capitalism needed to regain its human face. How do you reconcile that with going into coalition with the ACT Party? You're saying we don't have a human face? Well, I knew the media was nasty. But it's Jesus. a lovely face, David. Thank you very much. Well, I meant that back then, and the sad thing was that we uh, were in a coalition government with a party that signed up to that and then went down the road with every woke secretive plan they could possibly engender and with the support of the New Zealand media. That's all stopped. We're back now governing for the mass majority of all New Zealanders. We just want a fair go. All right. On that note, team, thank you very much. Can I just say thank you very much? We are going to go... Sorry, guys, we're finishing. Thank you very much. We're going to go to work. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. Uh, now that journalist he said oh, you've lost her she uh, she played all innocent in a radio interview i don't know what you know, he he was talking about now today uh winston peters he also uh said uh, that uh, the media had been bribed by the previous ardern government uh, with the public journalism fund so that is why uh, they were so uncritical of Jacinta Ardern during uh, the COVID pandemic and lockdowns and mandates. And News Hub, uh, which is, uh, it's it's not a state-owned outlet, uh, but it is far left. Uh, Channel 3, they also, well, they did air the project in New Zealand. It has been thankfully axed. They uh, have the, the worst reporter in New Zealand, Patrick Gower. Uh, so this was their triggered report at uh, Winston Peters saying that they were uh, bribed. New government was sworn in today, but the old Winston Peters turned up, accusing the outgoing government of bribing the media, and he issued an indirect order to state broadcasters to stop using te reo Māori. How quickly do you expect government departments and government agencies do, to act in well, we'll removing speak, we'll te reo Māori? We'll see with TVNZ and RNZ, which are taxed by our own, understand this new message. We'll see that whether these people, with the media and journalists, independent. Are they independent? Well, that's not fascinating. I've never seen the evidence of that the last three years. Outlandishly and incorrectly claiming the government had, quote, bribed the media through the Public Interest Journalism Fund. You can't defend $55 million of bribery. Repeating for effect. No, 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 you cannot defend $55 million of bribery. Get it very clear. Ministers in the past have faced weeks of pressure for any perception that they may be trying to exert influence over our state broadcasters, and rightly so. Their editorial independence is sacred. It may have been okay for Winston Peters to have a lash at media on the election campaign, but this is something
something different. He is the Deputy Prime Minister and this is about democracy. It is also unbecoming of a Deputy Prime Minister to falsely accuse the media of taking bribes from a government and you can bet your bottom dollar that this particular Deputy Prime Minister and serial litigant Winston Peters would at least threaten to haul someone through the courts if the same baseless accusation was levelled at him. Oh, cry harder, Bimbo. And now some other uh, based uh, policies in the coalition agreements is that there is going to be a proper uh, COVID-19 inquiry, not the the, the version that the Ardern government introduced. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be all existing, any remaining mandates will be abolished. Uh, New Zealand is not going to adopt uh, the uh, WHO pandemic uh, treaty regulations. Also, uh, transgenders are banned from women's sport because, well, that's where they they tend to uh, compete. And also, uh, gender ideology is being banned uh, from taught in the curriculum as well. And so this is going to be a a cracking government. Now, the history of coalition partners in New Zealand governments is that they lose uh, party status at the next election. And that happened to Winston Peters uh, when he backed uh, Helen Clark in 2005 and Jacinta Ardern in 2017. But given uh, the awesome coalition agreement uh, that, uh, well, uh, Winston Peters got uh, and New Zealand First uh, got uh, pretty much everything that they they asked for. Uh, da- uh, they're saying that da- David Seymour and Axe uh, didn't get as nearly as much, uh, though certainly David Seymour uh, with uh, reversing uh, some of those uh, regulations and nanny state measures is going to be assistant finance minister and regulation Minister, uh, certainly uh, he's going to uh, get on with uh, reducing tax and regulations and uh, getting rid of the, the the deep state bureaucracy from that angle as well. So uh, if now uh, Dewey Jabor, uh, he has uh, set up uh, what he has called a coalition government promise tracker. And if they keep all those promises... I mean, they're going to, well, New Zealand is going to be great again. And there might be, it might, might lead to some reverse migration. Uh, Australians might go over to New Zealand. Uh, so if they fulfill their promises, the coalition agree, uh, uh, the, the coalition agreement, then all three parties will be easily re-elected. Chris Hipkins, the outgoing prime minister, labor leader, he's staying on because, well, uh, <laughs> nobody else is qualified there. Uh, so as uh, Winston Peters said, uh, that uh, the negotiations didn't take as long as you all made out. And this is the history of uh, of uh, proportional representation governments, how they're formed. Uh, so he mentioned that in 2017, Germany took five months to form a new government. Uh, Belgium was without a government for a year caretaker governments can last for months and months. Uh, but this is, there's obviously debate about around the various uh, forms of election, United States direct president, uh, us, we have a two-party system, as does the UK, that we have a proportional rep- rep- representative upper house. And then there's the 
it's mainly in European countries and New Zealand, the proportional representation system. Okay, so that's the good news. Let's go to uh, the bad news. And Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, is in a very bad state. It is ruled by, well, uh, supposedly a centre-right party. Uh, so the well, he's not called the 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 prime minister. The 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 T T Shah is it, it, it is uh, uh, what he's called uh, Leo uh, Varedkar. Uh, so he is half Indian. He's a doctor. He's the leader of Fine Girl. So that is supposedly a centre right party. Unfortunately, in Ireland, uh, the that uh, Nationalism is perverse. Uh, so Sinn Féin, uh, which uh, is uh, considered the political arm of the uh, provisional Irish Republican Army, wanting a united Ireland, uh, Celtic nas- uh, national nationalist parties, they're all left wing. They want independence from the, the United the United Kingdom, but they still want to be part of the, the EU and allow mass migration in. So you basically got uh, yeah a, you, now there's nobody for nationalists uh, to vote for because they're all basically whether they're called uh, left or right, uh, they're all uh, globalist, progressive uh, political parties and uh, have a disdain uh, for the native brit native uh, n- natives that they're supposed to represent i mean hamza yusuf uh, suppo- the leader of the so-called scottish national party uh, he has uh, disdain uh, f- uh, disdain that there's so many uh, native scots in uh, positions of authority and in business and uh, leo varadkar is no different this was him talking about the need for uh, race uh, racial quotas uh, that uh, there needed to be more people of color uh, in irish uh, positions of authority um, one thing i strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions, uh, not so much in the Gardaí, not so much in the Defence Forces, not so much in the education sector, as the Deputy mentioned, not at all in the civil service, which is very white, uh, including the Department of Equality, for example, uh, and that actually needs to change. Um, so we need to have, I think, a target for people who come from ethnic minority backgrounds, uh, but also uh, dedicated recruitment campaigns to encourage people, because we do need uh, a generation of young people growing up in Ireland who are people of colour to see black and brown school principals, judges, Keen Corla perhaps in the future. Um, who knows? Uh, visibility uh, and opportunity is really important. A lady of Shalott who grew up in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and uh, who is a, a loyalist uh, unionist, uh, uh, has said, I used to see them flying the Palestinian flag above Sinn Féin's offices on my way to school. Uh, Sinn Féin, have, well, they've called for the uh, the uh, expulsion of the, Iri- uh, the Israeli ambassador uh, uh, to 
island. I mean, <laughs> a, 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 a apologist for terrorist political party backing, uh, backing an unapologetic uh, terrorist organization in the Middle East. Uh, so I guess they, they, they are a, a match. So this, uh, yeah, this, uh, horrific uh, stabbing in Dublin. Uh, so there was three uh, school children who were stabbed and a, a caretaker who was uh, trying to protect them. Uh, now, because the, the Irish media is just appalling, uh, they have tried to claim he's an, well, a naturalised Irish citizen. Uh, now, he was once the subject of a deportation order uh, when he was arrested in 2003. However, after a judicial review, of course, the deportation order was revoked and he was given a green light to stay in the country, no doubt thanks to intervention from NGOs. Uh, he was due to be deported 20 years ago, but fought the order for five years, he eventually obtained an Irish passport as a naturalised Irish citizen. Another report today suggested that the attack on the children was motivated by the man not getting his welfare benefits and that he deliberately targeted the school in question. Now, a, there was obviously, as we could see, anger on the streets of Dublin, the capital of the Republic of Ireland, a, with uh, uh, Guardiol which is the name of the Irish police. Uh, there were uh, there, there cars uh, that were set uh, alight and there was uh, officers in, uh, injured. There was uh, 48 uh, rioters who were arrested. There were 13 uh, shops looted or damaged, four buses and one tram dis destroyed, 11 Guardia vehicles damaged and 32 have been charged. Now, these weren't called peaceful protests like the the Black Lives Matter riots, and this the, 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 obviously uh, the native Irish they were angry, uh, but reacting in this way, uh, damaging businesses, and also I mean <laughs> you're not going you the state's going to come after you if you react in this way, and that is and uh, Leo. Uh, Leo Varadkar, he has promised that. I mean, this is he, uh, as it was supposed to be. The focus should be that a uh, this uh, Alg Algerian-born uh, criminal, a uh, who stabbed three innocent children and uh, and two adults. The focus should be on a the invasion of island uh, because well they, they they've just been kept here if you thought the 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 english channel uh they're all going to uh britain uh lots are going to ireland now their migrant hotels are filling up and there is not even a there, there is no tough talking coming from the irish government uh, so this was leo uh Varadica, uh talking about uh condemning uh, the Irish natives who gathered in uh, Dublin. To all those cowardly champions of Ireland who took to the streets of Dublin last night, let me say one thing. Ask your sisters, ask your friends, ask everyone you know what they fear most on our streets. They're afraid of you, afraid of your anger and your rage, afraid of your violence, your hate, and how you blame others for your problems. 
As a government, we will be relentless in protecting our citizens and defending our people. The Guardi will be on the streets in large numbers and will do whatever it takes to fight back waves of ignorance and criminality. The Minister for Justice will coordinate with the Commissioner to ensure we never witness such terrible scenes as the 23rd of November 2023 ever again. And he's also promised to even further uh, strengthen uh, hate speech laws in Ireland. We're going to make sure that we make those changes to our laws uh, in the next couple of weeks to allow the Gardaí uh, to use that evidence and go through that evidence uh, and identify the people who are involved in these actions, and we are going to get them. Uh, in addition to that, I think it's now very obvious to anyone who might have doubted it um, that our incitement hatred legislation is just not up to date. It's not up to date for the social media age, uh, and we need that legislation through, and we need it through within a matter of weeks, um, because it's not just the platforms who have a responsibility here, and they do. Uh, there's also the individuals uh, who post messages and images online uh, that stir up hatred and violence, uh, and we need to be able to use laws to go after them individually as well. Uh, now, a UFC uh, fighter, uh, Conor McGregor, he's gone uh, full uh, Irish nationalist Chad. Uh, so he has, he is now un under investigation uh, for hate speech because of his uh, tweets uh, that uh, or ex-posts. Innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin today. Our chief of police has to has this to say on the rights in the aftermath. Drew, not good enough. There is grave danger amongst us in Ireland that should never have been here in the first place. And he has also uh, said uh, that Ireland, we are, we are at war in relation to the chronic housing shortage that has made basic living unaffordable for many citizens. Now, Ireland, it's its not a very a, a highly populated country, only 4 million in the Republic of Ireland. So if there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands that uh, come via boat, uh, it is pretty... It, it won't take long uh, for the demographics to change. Uh, the most uh, most popular uh, new, newborn boy's name in the Republic of Ireland is Muhammad. Uh, so even though uh, McGregor, he disavowed the looting and criminality, he is still under in investigation. So this was in uh, the, I think it was the Irish Times. McGregor's post are being assessed by the Gardaí the Irish police as part of an inquiry into the dissemination of online hate speech. And uh, so uh, Keith Wood said, disgraceful Connor repeatedly condemned any illegal activity as only expression the view of the majority of Irish people on uncontrolled immigration. Though the Irish, have they, they don't have uh, at the ballot box, they have a choice between globalists Globalist left and globalist right. There's no, they they have no choice about uh, really no 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 choice about uh, for a authentic nationalist party because it's so uh, perverse Celtic nationalism. The same in uh, Scotland as well. So things have to uh, uh, sadly for there to be any sort of uh, big change like we saw in Argentina. And in the Netherlands, uh, things are going to have to get way, way worse in Ireland uh, for there, there, them to be uh, there to be some sort of 
correction. And the great thing about uh, what we saw with Melee in Argentina and Gert Wilders in uh, the Netherlands is that it was democracy. I mean, you'd hope that uh, there is some authentic nationalist, nationalist party that emerges in the Republic of Ireland, uh, that uh, we don't see a new Irish civil war. Obviously, Ireland, uh, there has been lots of, of bloodshed uh, throughout its uh, history, uh, and most recently during the, the troubles with the horrific terrorism of the IRA, uh, who they were all unapologetic, as I said, uh, uh, Sinn Féin, uh, they, uh, they, they have never... Uh, never condemned or apologized well uh apologize for their association with the ira i mean they uh they they just say oh it's just sad all of the 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 violence and one of the uh, israeli uh, hostages uh, that was exchanged uh, this uh, the uh, leo uh, vadica uh, so uh, Put out a statement. Uh, uh, so, Emily Han, she was a a, a dual a Israeli Irish citizen. So, Leo Vadikar said, "This is a day of enormous joy and relief for Emily Hand and her family. An innocent child has been lost and now found and returned, and we breathe a massive sigh of relief. Our prayers have been answered." It makes it sound like she just one uh, you know got lost wandered off in the woods and now she's been found and there was a community note emily han was kidnapped by hamas terrorists on october the 7th the use of the term lost is inappropriate and fails to highlight how she how she was released as part of a hostage deal uh, so they he had another go at uh, at releasing a a statement and he disabled the the comments on his uh, on his on his account, and his full statement wasn't much better. Just saying that, well, a uh, saying that she was held uh, hostage, but didn't mention a Hamas. Uh, just said hostages in Gaza, and so it wasn't much. Was it wasn't much better? Although he was pretty when it uh, came to, well, uh, condemning. Uh, his own uh, his own citizens we were all shocked by the incident that's what he referred to the the stabbing the incident which has taken place in Parnell Square a number of people have been injured some of them children our thoughts and prayers go out to them and their families I've been in contact with the Minister of Justice keeping me updated their facts in this matter are still emerging the emergency service responded very quickly and we're on site within minutes I thank them for that Gadi have detained a suspect and are following a definite line of inquiry uh, so there was an incident in uh, Dublin, and a little girl who was uh, kidnapped by uh, uh, by Hamas and held for five weeks. She was just a a lost and lost and found. Now it's the final day of the well. It's not called a a ceasefire. It uh, at the 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 official uh, official term terminology uh, is a. Uh, is a a pause uh, so though israel says that it still aims to uh destroy hamas so the the deal was that uh, that uh, israel would get uh, 50 of their citizens back while uh israel would release 150 palestinian prisoners many of them guilty of uh, vi- violent crimes such as uh, throwing stones 
Uh, so it's a it's a terrible deal, uh, uh, you would say, on paper. Now, it was uh, negotiated by inter, uh, in part uh, by intermediaries, the United States on behalf of Israel and Qatar on behalf of Hamas. So even though a, the, the Israelis are releasing more Palestinians than they're getting back Israelis, according to Kay Burley on Sky News, this is actually uh, uh, this actually means that uh, the Israelis uh, they uh, I'll, I'll let Kay Burley's this is this is Kay Burley logic how apparently uh, this is actually shows a Israel well a Jewish supremacy apparently. I was speaking to a hostage negotiator this morning. He made the comparison between the fifty hostages hostages that Hamas has promised. Um, promised to release, as opposed to the 150 prisoners that are Palestinians that Israel has said that it will release. And he made the comp comparison between the numbers and the fact that does Israel not think that Palestinian lives are valued as highly as Israeli lives? That is an astonishing accusation. If we could release one prisoner for every one hostage, we would obviously do that. We're operating in horrific circumstances. We're not choosing to release these prisoners who have blood on their hands. We are talking about people who have been convicted of stabbing and shooting attacks. Notice the question of proportionality doesn't interest Palestinian supporters when they are able to get more of their prisoners out. But really, it is outrageous to suggest that the fact that we are willing to release prisoners who are convicted of terrorism offenses, more of them than we are getting our own innocent children back, somehow suggests that we don't care about Palestinian lives. Really, that's a disgusting accusation. They should have just walked off there. I mean, Kay Burley to say that, oh, I, you, that, uh, well, she's, she's quoting some hostage negotiator who said, oh, this, this, uh, the Israelis have agreed to this deal because they believe that I, that uh, their uh, citizens are worth three times the value of Palestinian lives, which is, I can't believe anyone would would think of that. I mean, of course, that if uh, Israel would prefer it to be a a one, a one for one, uh, Lady of Short says Kay Burley is one of the biggest idiots in the world. Well, I think she's she's actually in her sixties. She's getting really old. Uh, she, she's graduated to the status of senile old hag. So uh, now Israel has said that they're willing to extend uh, the, the, the the ceasefire or the pause, uh, whatever terminology it is. Uh, so uh, if uh, Hamas releases 10 to 12 hostages ongoing, uh, though apparently Hamas doesn't know where, where they all are because they're held by other Islamist groups in Gaza, such as the Islamic Jihad. Now, back here in Australia, we had, well, on Thursday, the uh, the student Palestine strike in Melbourne, which uh, it's, it was, it, the, the most visible people were not high school students, but university students who are mainly uh, looked like members of the socialist alternative. They were obviously a young, young uh, brown uh, Muslims there as well. They were interviewed by a journalist from the Australian, and some of them said quite uh, alarming 
and perplexing things. I, one didn't even know who Hamas was. One thought they were doing a good job. Uh, one uh, one boy said that uh, yeah, Israel, it has a right to exist, but it really shouldn't uh, because of what the Palestinians uh, have done. And uh, there was uh, one of the chants at uh, the, Mel- the Melbourne rally was of Alu Akbar. I think I've got it here. Have I got it here? No, I haven't got it here. Now, of course, uh, one of the uh, striking students, Ivy Bertram, uh, was invited onto the project, and uh, she was straight from a socialist alternative central casting. Uh, Ivy, why did you choose to skip class and strike today? Well, how can we go to school and do our work um, when there's a genocide happening in Palestine, we're funding um, Israel's murder towards Palestinians with our own taxpayer dollars, the same taxpayer dollars that are funding our education. How can we, you know, sit back and just let this all happen? I mean, as a socialist, I want to fight for every single person who is oppressed by this horrible capitalist system. You may remember uh, last week that uh, the New South Wales Police Commissioner, Karen Webb, uh, she called those uh, pro-Palestine protesters who blockaded the Port of Botany uh, to to block the Zim uh, Israeli-owned container ship docking, uh, professional protesters who uh, they'll be be protesting something else next week. Well, this weekend, uh, the well, the 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 Greens, uh, Adam Bant, uh, he got his his kayak and joined a climate blockade at the port of Newcastle, which was actually uh, sanctioned. Uh, well, a, it was given a permit by the New South Wales government. Uh, Chris Minns, uh, the New South Wales Premier, he said, "Oh well, we couldn't really stop it since they had applied uh, for the." the right permit and compared it to a protest that uh, blocks off the street. And the New South Wales uh, Police Minister, uh, Yasmin Catley, she actually supported the, the the climate kayakers. So Adam Bant was there on the weekend. They've actually stayed beyond the agreed time there and are now blocking uh, coal ships there. Uh, so, yeah, Adam Bant was on there on the weekend and Maureen Fariki, she attended uh, the uh, Sydney uh, Students for Palestine uh, strike on Friday and uh, posed uh, for this uh, this photo uh, with uh, young uh, female uh, student strikers there. She's now deleted it, but it's circled there, this girl holding up a sign. Uh, it says, keep the... Keep the world clean and has an Israeli football going into a trash can there, which is, I mean, it speaks for itself there. Uh, There were some uh, Jews who protested outside her office in uh, response. And uh, the signs say, Maureen, your office is ethnically uh, cleaned now. And there's another sign there which says bigotry and racism are unacceptable, which is actually a direct quote from her. And the the rubbish rubbish bins there, uh, trash bins say, is this where I belong? And uh, now that's a very creative pro- a protest there by uh, those local uh, Jew-Israel uh, supporters. I mean, normally it's the lefties who are creative with what they what they do. That was that was that was pretty 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 creative there. 
I have got, sorry, I have got the the footage of the El Akbar uh, chants at the the Melbourne uh, student strike. Uh, this week, uh, we have seen a, a a number of Hollywood celebrities. Well, I, I wouldn't say cancelled, but certainly uh, there have been ramifications uh, for their pro-Palestine activism. Uh, the first, well, the most high profile, uh, Susan Sarandon, uh, the... Uh, the longtime Hollywood communist. She has been dropped from her uh, UTA uh, talent agency, uh, accusing her of making uh, anti uh, anti Semitic remarks at a rally. Uh, so, a, the remarks that me, uh, she made there are a lot of people afraid of being Jewish at this time and they're getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country. She went on to repost on X, a pro Palestinian post from. Pink Floyd's Rods of Waters has been criticised for years over his anti-Semitic remarks. Now, as I said, she's she's been a, a, a Hollywood communist for fifty years. I mean, when she was with Tim Robbins, they were uh, Hollywood's communist uh, power couple, and so that was okay. Uh, them espousing communism, uh, but yeah, apparently now this is the, this is the line here: her pro-Palestinian activism there yeah, apparently that's now uh, too much uh, for hollywood now a the the hollywood uh, strike uh, which was both the uh, the writers guild of america strike and the the uh, sag uh, after strike they're both over now so hollywood actors and writing they're supposed to be getting back to work uh, but a, a scream 7 a which uh, it would be the third installment of the uh, requel uh, movies. Uh, so Scream 5 uh, introduced a, introduced a, a new uh, core, core, core four uh, central uh, characters who, uh, who are chased by Ghostface. Ghost they are the Carpenter sisters. The oldest one is uh, Sam Carpenter, who... Uh, she is, her father is uh, the first ghost face, uh, Billy Loomis, who was uh, Sidney Prescott's homicidal uh, boyfriend, played by Neve Campbell. Uh, so she was played by Melissa uh, Barrera. She has been fired uh, by a, the uh, production company that now owns the screen franchise, Spyglass, uh, for accusing Israel of ethnic cleansing and genocide. Uh, so. Spyglass was founded by two Jews. They said that uh, they uh, they fired her because they took a strong stand against uh, anti-Semitism uh, and uh, uh, false equivalents of uh, well, uh, false accusations of ethnic cleansing and uh, genocide. Uh, so 
she she uh, she was the 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 uh, main main character of the the scream requel so she's gone and so is uh a Je- uh, Jenna uh, Ortega who plays a uh, Sam's younger sister Tara Jenna Ortega uh, she plays uh, Wednesday Adams now supposedly uh, this has uh, nothing to do uh, with uh, with uh, Melissa uh, Barrera's uh, firing though previously uh, Jenna Ortega when uh, before she deleted her Twitter account or ex account uh, she was accused of uh, anti-semitism for a uh, retweeting well uh it, retweeting a a link uh, to a a, a pro uh, palestine website uh, which said decolonize palestine uh so yeah the 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 the, the two 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 new Scream sisters. They've been uh, highly successful. The Scream uh, uh, Scream Five and Six. Uh, so they're they're gone. And uh, now Neve Campbell, who plays uh, Sydney Prescott, she didn't appear in uh, Scream Six because of a pay dispute with Paramount, which she claimed I would have been paid a uh, paid a, a fairly uh, if I was a man. Played the 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 gender card. So Paramount will probably go to her and shower her with we'll give you whatever money you want to return um courtney cox she was uh still in uh scream six as gail weathers uh, but um uh david arquette who plays uh dewey spoiler alert he was uh murdered in scream five which was meant to uh shock uh, uh shock people that in requels legacy characters can be killed as well now we don't know the other uh, two members of the core four are the uh, the Martin uh, Meeks uh, twins, uh, which is they are the niece and nephew of deceased uh, deceased uh, film nerd from the first screen two, Randy Meeks, and so his uh, sister uh, married a black man, and so they're they're black twins, and the 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 uh, they're male and female, and the daughter is of course a short haired uh, lesbian as well, because you've got to get the the uh, diversity uh, intersectionality uh, points up in your modern remakes. There, even though the four for the first Scream Four movies uh, were written by a gay man in Kevin Williamson, and they had almost no uh, gay characters or analogies because. Kevin Williamson knew that just wasn't uh, that that it wasn't central to teen life in the late 90s and the early 2000s. There, uh, so that is sad about uh, Scream Scream Seven. Though I think it's a lesson for all the actors uh, and and writers now uh, getting back to work. In the words of Bobo Gigliotti, uh, owner of Fat Pizza, shut up. And get back to work. Now, uh, going on to a problems at home. Uh, so it is the final week of uh, federal parliament for the years. The Albanese uh, government is uh, well. They will be. Uh, they, they are certainly not where they thought they would be. The news poll last night had a Labor and the coalition at fifty-fifty. 
Both uh, Peter Dutton and Anthony Albanese have net uh, minus 13 uh, approval. Negative, oh, well, they're in negative, uh, though Anthony Albanese is still preferred prime minister, uh, 46 to Dutton, 35. The Labor's primary vote has plummeted down to 31%, the coalition at 38%. And Labor is at a show in itself, it is, it is vulnerable in, well, one of the, the main policy areas which caused it to lose government in the Rudd-Gillard years, and that is border protection, border control. Now, they aren't, they, obviously, uh, the, the High Court decision, a, the, they couldn't control that. Those, they certainly uh, could have uh, prepared a contingency if the 20-year-old precedent was overturned. And they were caught, well, uh, certainly uh, with no plan, where they had to yield to uh, public pressure and uh, the opposition pressure to rush through emergency legislation uh, to, uh, to regulate, put strict uh, conditions on those 93 uh, high-risk detainees, convicted criminals, a rapist, pedophiles, national security risks. Uh, the Daily Mail published a a another article on another one of these uh, creeps a, 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 who is now on the streets, uh, streets amongst us. So Afghan refugee asks three boys for sex after being released from immigration uh, detention. So. Uh, he is known by FYBR. And so it's, when you hear about what they've done, it is, it, it, you, you, it just you, makes you sick that they're amongst us. So, it's, uh, so he's, he's originally from Afghanistan. His family moved to Pakistan when he was three, arrived in Australia by boat illegally in March 20, uh, 2013. Uh, so he sought a protection visa and was allowed to, allowed to live in the community. And so he uh, approached uh, three uh, teenage uh, boys uh, for sex. Uh, so a, a, when the boy declined, one of a, a, he told them to kiss his ass, according to court documents. There was another one. A, a, the, he asked him uh, if he could find him a boyfriend and said he liked sucking. Uh, the team pushed him away and told the mother about the incident. Then a 14-year-old a boy was sleeping. Uh, oh, he was sleeping under a tree when he woke to see a 14-year-old boy riding on his scooter. He whistled out to the boy, offering him 100 if he kissed him, asked the boy to suck him. When the boy declined, he offered him 200. When the scared boy left uh, later in the day, when the refugee grabbed his shirt, police saw the boy fleeing when they stopped him. What an absolute creep. Now... Uh, so he told the police that he was attracted to younger males and if the three boys approached him, uh, had accepted his sexual advances, he would have intercourse with them. While admitting the defences to the police, he did he thought that he had not committed an offence within his rights to ask those young males uh, for sex. Uh, so this is pretty pretty messed up when you, when, when you actually find out the details. So... 
Uh, the Administrative uh, Appeals Tribunal rejected when he sought to overturn the decision. FDR knows what he did was unacceptable in Australia because of the consequences of the actions for him, but he does not understand why his actions were wrong. He seemed to think that because he did not touch his victims, his conduct was acceptable. The tribunal concluded from his evidence that he believed at the time of the offence that the freedom available in Australia compared to the constraints on his behaviour in Pakistan allowed him to request minors to satisfy his sexual desires. That obviously that it's completely disgusting what what he did and thank god that he didn't molest any of those boys but the fact that these creeps think that the west allows that i mean just shows that that uh, how decadent uh, we are viewed i mean we we are seeing uh, obviously uh, we are seeing with the 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 gro- the groomer uh, phenomena uh, how uh, some uh, sex offenders and uh, pedophiles—they're well—they're trying to wrap, uh, they're trying to hide themselves in the the rainbow flag. Uh, we have seen in the U.S. some of these uh, uh, drag queen uh, storytime readers actually be uh, sex offenders. So we are actually attracting cre- uh, uh, creeps who want to and predators who want to come here as refugees. So, and we could have the the boats return. And we had uh, last week. It was there was a a boat of uh, twelve uh, people from uh, Pakistan who had uh, paid a a people smuggler over around about ten thousand dollars each, and they came to Australia and they weren't detected at all they just wandered on to the the mainland of australia us ten thousand dollars and uh, in the 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 kimberley region and they just wandered on to a remote aboriginal community where they were discovered and uh border force uh, detained them and flew them to nauru uh, there has actually been uh t- 10 uh, illegal uh boat arrivals uh, since the Albanese government was elected in uh, May 2022. So obviously a, with the, the High Court's decision, the people smugglers, they will certainly try with a, with a new, uh, new, or you would say enticement, uh, that if you get to Australia and uh, fight long enough to, that uh, you cannot be deported uh, to your country of origin, then you can remain in Australia. And of course, they've got all of the the refugee advocates who will lobby for them, uh, lobby them uh, to litigate to them. And in fact, Claire O'Neill, uh, even though she said publicly that she thought the precedent that uh, they would win the High Court case was trying to uh, resettle uh, that uh, that Rohingya pedophile who raped a 10-year-old boy uh, to the United States. Uh, so trying to make the high, high court case go away. Now, in a sign, the Albanese government, uh, they, that, uh, that uh, their uh, current uh, mass migration, legal migration uh, strategy of accepting over 600,000 people over uh, two years, uh, isn't uh, isn't 
being accepted by the Australian people. Albanese's line is that, oh, we're just catching up because of COVID. Now I, it's been leaked to the media that the Albanese government is saying, well, we're reaching peak migration, so we can just go back down now. I, there's going to be stricter conditions on international students coming in because that's quite a wrought, a, 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 foot in the doorway to to for permanent migration to Australia there's a there's a current uh, review going on uh, so the Albanese government they, they they've been caught they, they've been caught with with uh, not being prepared for crisis uh, with uh, reacting to this high court decision they're either uh, incompetent out of their depth because last week Claire O'Neill didn't even know whether the sex offenders uh, were uh, wearing ankle bracelets. Uh, absolutely astonishing. Although this week uh, the uh, the Albanese government uh, they're trying to uh, give uh, uh, or comply with another High Court ruling uh, that said that uh, the Home Affairs Minister couldn't strip uh, terrorists of their citizenship. This was after a convicted terrorist Abel Nasser. Benrica, who got his foot in the door from Algeria in the 90s. Uh, so this new legislation will give the court, it will give judges the power to strip uh, dual citizenship from uh, convicted terrorists. Uh, so that will comply with the, the High Court's ruling there. Also, uh, the cost of living uh, crisis, it is uh, continuing uh, to, well, it, it hasn't finished yet. And the Reserve Bank Governor, uh, Michelle Bullock, last week, and maybe uh, the Jim Chalmers and Anthony Albanese, they'll be hoping that uh, that they can have back uh, Phil Lowe, as Michelle Bullock has said, uh, that uh, inflation is a dom a domestic demand-driven, i.e., that if uh, Jim Chalmers and Anthony Albanese blame it on the war in Ukraine, the Israel-Hamas war, they're lying. And she actually said that uh, it's being driven by demands such as uh, uh, dentistry and uh, haircuts, uh, which uh, the mainstream media last week interviewed plenty of angry hairdressers in dentistry saying, how dare she? So expect a, expect a likely interest rate rise in December and probably more in 2024, because we still have a comparably low interest rate, 4.35% compared to the other uh, central banks. Uh, they raised it to above 5% to crush inflation, our inflation. Obviously, the Albanese government, uh, their uh, uh, industrial relations uh, policies, uh, having industry-wide uh, enterprise bargaining, also wanting to regulate the gig economy, uh, that is certainly not going to increase productivity. I make sure that there's more. If more is uh, produced, if our GDP is higher, uh, then more supply, uh, then prices go down. And also Chris Bowen last week, he has uh, announced a capacity invention in investment scheme, uh, which uh, will have the Commonwealth uh, a underwrite. A, so a solar, wind power and battery uh, storage uh, projects. Uh, so that means that uh, the Commonwealth will underwrite the losses, but take some of the profits. Uh, so it's basically another uh, picking winners and, and losers because Chris Bowen uh, he, he he desperately wants to get to 42% emissions reductions. 
uh, which also means that, well, you're certainly not going to get your 275 power, sa uh, power energy saving that you're promised at the election by Anthony Albanese. The cost of electricity is just going to keep, keep going up. So that's going to make inflation sticky as well, uh, those uh, two policies as well. And even though our uh, border control policies are in disarray, uh, the, uh, the longtime uh, Home Affairs Secretary Mike Pizzullo has been sacked today. This was after a Nick McKenzie-led uh, 60 Minutes and the Age Sydney Morning Herald expose, which uh, leaked text uh, WhatsApp messages uh, between him and Liberal power broker Scott Briggs, uh, where Mike Pizzullo, he was basically wanting to be a political player as well. Uh, when Scott Morrison took over from Malcolm Turnbull as Prime Minister, he, he, he told Scott Briggs which ministers he wanted in his home affairs portfolio. Uh, Mike Pizzullo uh, was, uh, he was uh, the Immigration and Border Protection Secretary of the predecessor department uh, when Operation Sovereign Borders was, uh, was enacted by the Ab Abbott government under Scott Morrison as Immigration Minister. Uh, so he uh, was certainly a head of department who could be absolutely trusted uh, to, uh, to implement tough border policies. And now it's, it's, Without a department, without a department head, uh, so uh, the 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 current current acting uh, head of the department is uh, Stephanie Foster. I have no idea uh, who she is. Now, before I forget, a another interesting uh, develop uh, local uh, development in uh, the 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 local. Uh, Israel, uh, Israel, Gaza, uh, Palestine conflict is uh, that there have been a number of uh, journalists, editors, senior media figures from uh, who work uh, for major uh, news organisations in Australia have put their name to an open letter calling for greater scrutiny in the reporting of the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Uh, so prominent journalist Tony Armstrong, who uh, presents the sport on ABC, Benjamin Law, Jan Fran have uh, signed uh, the letter. Uh, so the letter, amongst other requests, asks for adequate coverage of credible allegations of war crime, ethnic cleansing and uh, apartheid. And in response, uh, the editor of the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, Bevan Shields, has said anyone who signed that letter I will not be able to cover the Israel-Gaza war. Uh, so forget the, 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 the fact that this is about uh, the Israel-Hamas war. I mean, this just shows again that uh, journalists in Australia are not objective. They're all ideologues. They all have, they, uh, they, they are all biased. They all have a slant when reporting. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you can tell you can tell a, a news corp journalists they're always accused of being biased but it's funny the left-wing uh, reporters they're 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 more 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 prone to being called objective i think that the only only real objective journalist who's ever been at there the abc scrutinizes both sides is probably uh lee sales and she was ran out of there the 7 30 uh, hosting role because of uh, labor trolls.
All right, coming towards the end of the show. I'm glad I got through uh, most of it uh, with uh, without any more technical difficulties like there were at uh, the beginning of the show. Now, last Wednesday night, uh, there uh, was a an alert uh, put out by ProMed, uh, which uh, uh, discussed a a pneumonia. Uh, pneumonia outbreak in children in, in in northern China, and when you hear the words uh, "unknown pneumonia China" or "mystery pneumonia," and because ProMed, uh, they uh, they are the organisation that put out their uh, the alert in December 30, uh, 2019 about a mystery virus a breakout in Wuhan and so this was seized upon by by both the the COVID crazies and also uh, 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 members of the freedom MAGA nationalist movement saying oh look they're the 2024 uh, PSYOP is uh, about to begin another mystery virus on China to guarantee uh, the mail-in ballots ballot harvesting uh, so that Joe Biden can re-elect it, he's behind in the the polls. But if you look at this more deeply, I I had heard since October uh, there had been uh, there had been a a significant outbreak in uh, respiratory infections amongst uh, children back in uh, back in October. So this has been going on for a number of months, and this is because the COVID zero policy of the Chinese Communist Party has meant that many children, they have not been exposed to viruses, seasonal viruses that they would normally normally be. So this is uh, mainly the, the outbreaks uh, of uh, respiratory infections in children, uh, mainly in Beijing and other northern Chinese uh, cities. Now, the World Health Organization, they put in an official request uh, to uh, the the Chinese uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they denied any major kind of crisis is unfolding, and uh, and said that uh, Chinese the WHO said Chinese authorities advise that there is no detection of any unusual or novel pathogens or unusual clinical presentations. They further stated that the rise in respiratory illnesses is not resulting in patient loads exceeding hospital capacities. No change in disease was presented, uh, but uh, were reported by the Chinese health authorities. Uh, so uh, the uh, the pneumonia outbreak in children, it is uh, what uh, the the particular uh, particular pneumonia uh, virus is what is called walking pneumonia or it's another name mycoplasma pneumonia uh, so i don't think that we should we we should uh panic or think that oh this is all going to happen again unless we hear otherwise we know that the mainstream media the covid crazies they want another uh pandemic and we do know that uh, if there is another pandemic, they'll do this, try the same thing again: uh, lockdowns, mask, and mandates. Even though none of them worked the the, the first time. 
And the UK COVID inquiry, I mean, that is turned into an absolute joke. Uh, it is obsessed about that, oh, Boris Johnson, uh, his uh, government, uh, they, they, they should have locked down a week earlier. They would have saved heaps of lives, even though the virus is with us forever now. So what would be, like, lo lo lock it down so what you can eventually... Unless you unless you want to be a like China tried for three years with COVID zero at amongst uh, uh, economic uh, and uh, social cost and it was horrific on the 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 citizenry and they're also obsessed with uh, condemning a Rishi Sunak a economic or hospitality stimulus scheme in 2020 eat out to help out saying that that spread infection so it has been turned into that uh oh they didn't lock down uh hard and fast enough and i uh, it was uh wrong to uh, attempt attempt opening up in 2020 and uh, there's been a number of advisors have said oh boris johnson was the wrong prime minister at the time oh the ministers they didn't understand the scientific briefings uh they didn't have uh the 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 the, the appropriate expertise so we know that Boris Johnson and his uh, government ministers, their instincts was that uh, we shouldn't lock down. This only affects the the elderly and the immunocompromised, but they're political cowards. Uh, they didn't want to be blamed for all the uh, the, the deaths of uh, elderly people with COVID. And so they locked down and mandated absolute the uh, absolute political cowardice. They didn't stand by their their principles at all. And like they have with other issues, such as uh, with uh, border control, uh, free speech, and that is why they're going to be uh, booted out in 2024. Now, at the recent uh, Conservative Party conference, uh, the, uh, there, there was a, an attempt to entice Nigel Farage, a former UKIP uh, and uh, Brexit Party leader uh, to join the conservatives he said no he's staying with the reform party the the successor to the brexit party and uh, though he even though there's been massive news in uh, new zealand argentina and the netherlands nigel has actually been here in australia not on tour not speaking with the people but in uh, in, in our outback i on i'm a celebrity get me out of here and it's actually been a, a, a lot of commentary has been that this is part of a, a Nigel's trying to get a mass appeal. So when the the Tories they they fall they they they're thrown out on their ass in 2024, he can either join there or we, uh, because of a uh, the UK's first past the post system. I mean Nigel has tried to run for the House of Commons repeatedly under UKIP and failed. Uh, so there, there is, it's really difficult for a third party, but clearly he is not done in, in politics. And uh, he, I didn't know that uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here in the UK had what you would call not even D-listers, but F-listers, including TikTok influencers, such as this is an exchange with some TikTok influencer, Nella Rose, who uh, who's uh, uh, talking to Nigel about uh, how we uh, how oh you're the 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 anti-immigrant guy. Uh, she's basically parroting all the boogeyman propaganda she's heard about Nigel Farage. 
But this is what I was saying to you. Apparently, you're anti-immigrants. And you're, Who told you that? Oh, the Who internet. Told, the oh, internet. well, there we are. Then it must be true. It must be true. It must be. <laughs> it must be true. Okay, but then why don't black people like you? You'd be amazed. They do. Well, You'd be amazed. Nigel. If, if you came with me. If you came with me, if you, huh? came, if you came with me through South London, you'd be astonished. Oh, wow. What were you doing in South London, Nigel? Well, I'm there every day. You're in South London. Wait, sorry. I'm so sorry to be shy. What from... are you doing? Sorry. He's from South London. I travel through what South you... London. So, so everyone hates you for no reason. Well, no, 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 not no, no, that no, everyone no, hates no, no, you. That no, was no. so bad. Like, but, but, like, sorry. You, can, you, you can disagree with somebody, yeah. but to chuck around accusations the way that they've been chucked around is grossly unfair. Anti-immigrant, right? No, no. All I've said is we cannot go on with, come with the numbers coming to Britain that are coming. Do you know why? You know I'm why? one of the numbers. Oh, right. So that, so that's it then. So should it be five million a year, ten million? <gasps> Question. No, right? you don't seem to understand. Nigel, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's immigrants that are coming you, in. And, and hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Had you think, have been in power think, a bit later? Why are you so wrong about think. immigrants? Oh. I did not expect to be caught in a full-on debate. I really didn't. Just wanted a bubble bath. Listen, since 2000, mm -hmm. the British population mm -hmm. has increased by 10 million. Mm -hmm. 10 million. Yeah, we're Good growing. Good thing. Right? Good thing, unless you want a GP appointment. Right. Good thing, okay, unless you want your so kid. I'm, I'm stopping you from getting a GP appointment. You're not getting an appointment because the NHS is lacking funding. I, I bet you anything here, if every single immigrant or somebody from immigrant descent was to leave the UK. Wait, what, we'd be f***ing? Huh? We'd the be doctors, all your doctors, go. Well, I know, you, I know. Most of your doctors are Asian, right? Which is, which is, which all is most of wrong. your nurses are African women, right? You don't you understand what I'm saying? You want us gone. That's, that's no, all no. I understand. Stop it. Stop it. That's, but that's not... what you're trying to say, because no, when no, you're not... not you just don't want people no, no, coming. No, is no, that what you're trying to say? No, no, you're not listening to a single word I'm saying. You're, no, you're not. You're not. You're dealing with this. Out I'm of, disagreeing out of a position. with you. Right. It's okay for us to disagree on this. Uh, Brucey says he is absolute scum for even entertaining this. I mean, it was easy for him to destroy uh, Nella. She's an absolute moron. I mean, a, a libtard, uh, <laughs> a college uh, student in the United States who asked Ben Shapiro a question is more intelligent than she is. Uh, though, she she, par she 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 parrots the uh the, the the line that oh because the the NHS uh, doctors and nurses uh, uh, are Asian oh uh, they see they they they're treating you this is an example of you know see you'd be you'd be screwed without us uh, us immigrants and we have seen that well i was just mentioning uh the 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 the, the tories are uh, not uh fulfilling their promises under rishi sunak uh, there the office of national statistics revised its estimate for net migration to the uk meaning the number of people arriving minus those leaving in the year uh, december 2022 is 745,000, a new record and significantly higher than the previous estimate of 606,000 for the same period. So that is net migration, not new migration. That's 745,000. So apparently uh, for somebody like, uh, like, like Nella, the TikTok influencer, uh, that is, that is, that is, that is good. Uh, that it's not having any effect on uh, the economy and culture and social cohesion of the UK.
that that is that there that that's perfect that's perfectly fine there and remember this is the the invasion of britain and it in they, these uh, the the illegal boat arrivals. Well, I guess it can be uh, it, it's a subject of debate whether they've been invited or not because it's not an invasion if you're invited in. Uh, though the obviously they're coming to the UK these uh, these uh, these boat people illegally, but the government not doing anything is that basically a a welcome because they're housed in uh, migrant uh, hotels. Uh, the the natives are kicked out. Uh, people's weddings, holidays cancelled because hotels are, are booked up to house illegal immigrants. And I said last week uh, that uh, the Jewish uh, groups, uh, such as the Anti-Defamation League, uh, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, uh, it's the, the the penny has uh, dropped for him that well, it's like the 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 support for Israel amongst uh, the youth left and right is plummeting. He didn't quite connect the dots uh, that it's because he has supported mass migration uh, to the United States, which contains lots and lots of people who hate Israel and the Jewish people. There are still a lot of cognitive dissidents among progressive Jewish groups. Uh, they obviously, it's frightening to them that there's that, that these pro-Palestine rallies are so big in the West now, and they're alarmed that support for Israel is plummeting. It's not as strong as they thought it was or it was in the past. And this is in part why Netanyahu has taken the deal because he wants to, well, uh, maintain international support for Israel. So this is why I couldn't believe that uh, Jewish groups who had taken, who, who were part of the march against uh, anti-Semitism in London on Sunday, which uh, I saw Douglas Murray uh, promote this, that he d he didn't attend because I think he's still in Israel cosplaying uh, with his uh, press uh, bulletproof vest and and helmet hat. Though Constantine Kisson, who's uh, one half of the trigonometry duo, uh, who is uh, Jewish himself, he did uh, attend. Uh, so I give credit for him for getting out of his studio and actually attending a march. But I couldn't believe that uh, these uh, that some Jewish groups uh, requested the Met Police kick out uh, Tommy Robinson, who is another uh, boy who is uh, back in town, uh, obviously, it's he is part of the well the the civic uh, civic nationalist uh, nationalist faction and he, you could say that uh, he's similar to Gert Wilders in a way he's just a old school liberal democrat who realizes that if you import intolerant people your society is not going to work even though he's a supporter of a Israel he wore the Mossad shirt after all Apparently, uh, he's a uh, Peserto non grata, and he was uh, kicked out, and the Met Police uh, issued him a, with a disperse notice, and so because he didn't comply, he was arrested. Like you lot, yeah? I'm just here to do my job. That's my cameraman. I'm at work. Do you think a member of the press should be arrested for doing their no, job? No, no. I'm glad the journalists are saying that. Hey, so, Stephen, this is, is your own wrong, Stephen, you're listening. This is your dispersal notice. You're you now face three dots to leave immediately. <laughs> are you going to take this off me or not? It's up to you. 
Well, you know, it's an Officer, you're embarrassing to you. You're embarrassing to you. It's an embarrassment to the police. Go on. Get your hands off him. Get your hands off him. Get your hands off him. Where are you taking me to? Where are you taking me to? No, no, no. I'm at work. I'm at work. Lucy says a bunch of lesbian nanas get back get back did you see those brutes they knocked over that uh, that female uh, camera woman well she just had a phone so they thought oh we should sort a real uh, camera woman so we can just uh, knock her over uh, I see uh, Mac Melissa said he's doing an RV. I think Tommy uh, thought uh, that uh, is genuinely surprised that he was removed there I mean would RV Yemeni have been been removed uh obviously Avi is very close with tommy as as is the founder of rebel news another jew ezra levent and now i would think uh, that uh, if you're going to have a march against anti-semitism you're going to want you're going to want everyone who's against anti-semitism together i've just talked about how support uh for israel is plummeting the jews need all the allies uh, they can at the moment. They can't really be picky. And to, uh, Tommy Robinson, his uh, political uh, his political policy propositions, they if implemented, they would guarantee uh, greatly greatly increase the safety of Jews in the West. So, so it seems that the cognitive uh, dissidence uh, continues. And so the Met Police uh, put out a statement. Uh, which uh, said officers working as part of the policing and security operation for the march against anti-Semitism arrested a 40-year-old man on the Strand. He refused to comply with the direction to disperse under Section 35 of the Antisocial Behaviour Crime and Policing Act. Further details below. We've been frequent contact with the organisers of the march in recent days. They have been clear about their concerns for... Uh, 
concerns that the man's attendance and that of those who were likely to accompany him would cause fear for other participants. Really? That is such an irrational fear. The same view has been voiced by others. As a result, he was spoken to and warned on more than one occasion that his continued presence in the area was likely to cause harassment, alarm, and distress to others. He was directed to leave the area but refused to do so. We're aware that this man has suggested he was in the area as a journalist. This is not a relevant factor in his arrest. So, yeah, the, the the Met Police they they said, oh look, we're just uh, uh, we're just uh, enforcing the law and following the the wishes of of organisers. Now, again, I for once I will give credit to uh, Douglas Murray because he said, I wonder how different Britain would be if our police treated Hamas leaders in Britain with a fraction of the dedication they pursue. Tommy Robinson, not quite an endorsement of Tommy Robinson, but saying, how come you're not going after Hamas uh, Hamas leaders uh, with a fraction of their the dedication? And that was retweeted by Constantine Kisson as well. I mean, Tommy should be acceptable to Constantine Kisson, Douglas Murray. I mean, basically, Douglas Murray, his uh, commentary is apocalyptic at the moment. You know, this is a battle for the West's soul and survival. He is uh, he, he, he's using very hyperbolic language. He's on every social media uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, almost does an interview a day uh, these days. So I mean, you got to take a you got you got to take a, a bit more risk, mate. If you think that you know back back some people you may think are radical or rough or not uh, not not entirely a one hundred percent squeaky clean. All right, I think that uh, that's the end of the show. Gone way over time, though we did have a false start. I'll see you all for tomorrow night it's at the Theorist, nine p.m. Melbourne time on the theorists uh, channels youtube odyssey and uh rumble remember if you want to support the work of the unshackled go to unshackled.net slash membership take out a, a unshackled membership i don't want to uh, share the screen or share the links because i'm just worried the stream will crash or the, no the cpu will will crash now but the unshackled.net slash membership and I will see you all tomorrow night. I'll be recording some more reports from Tiger, uh, reports from Tiger Man, Richard Wilson-Croft later in the week. And I will also be at uh, the same same time, Tim's News Explosion next Monday. Hopefully I'm back on my super good uh, computer. I can get my capture card working. Haven't got any good guests coming up, though I have got some thoughts about who I might ask. So I'll let you know when I do. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.